Welcome to the Commercial Disco, a voyage of commercial discovery. The only show dedicated to exploring the commercialization of great ideas and research across deep tech and science, driven by the ambition of the people that make up Australia's unique innovation landscape. We talk to the greatest minds about what is influencing their work and their insights into the ingredients needed to bring great Australian innovation to life. Welcome to the Commercial Disco. I'm James Riley, Editorial Director at InnovationOz.com. I'm talking today with two student entrepreneurs, I guess you'd call them, Daniel Morstan and Kai McCann, who are founders of a company and a service called Terra Symposium. Terra Symposium was very recently voted the People's Choice at the 2022 AIIA Awards, hugely prestigious prize. So welcome, Daniel and Kai. Thank you for having us. Let me start. I just want to say congratulations. That is not nothing. That's a big award on the night. And the I Awards have a long and rich history. Well, let's start with yourselves and then the company. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. You're obviously two high school students. And tell us about Terra Symposium. So I'm Daniel. And this is Kai. As Hello. <laughs> as stated before, we are students. And yeah, we've kind of, through our education and through how we've grown up, we've started this company started running um politics ethics simulation which as you mentioned over the last year has started growing as we expand to more and more schools and prepare for after graduation where it'll be running commercially available commercially available after graduation so you'll be working on it through this year yeah yes yes we've uh, very cleverly and ambitiously <laughs> tried to tie it to our uh, our hse year so that uh, we have a very strict due date, uh, a NASA due date, that uh, will be our, our major work. So by 2024, we will have everything polished and ready to go. All our docs in a row, as it were. Very good. Okay. Well, look, I love the ambition. Tell me this. When we, when we talk about startups, they're always talking about problem solving. So with Terra Symposium, what problem were you guys trying to solve? What was it about your own studies or your own curriculum that you thought needed some sort of assistance? Well, for me personally, I've always been a philosophy nerd. And so that's something I've always been focusing on. But we started to realize that the problem was a lot larger than just us. Pretty early on, our school, for example, when I remember being in year eight, and I remember being in English, and we were learning how to write a good character, a complex character. And the teacher tried to give us an introduction to the types of ethics. And as that was something I'd recently studying, I was paying attention quite well as the teacher was giving this presentation. And I have no idea where they were pulling their terms from. And I think that they were very afraid of actually teaching us ethics properly. Because, you know, what if the long words frighten the 13-year-olds? And throughout the rest of our years, we go to subjects like history, which cover ethics themes of political tensions and politics, or geography, which cover themes of environmentalism and social justice. Anything from legal studies to if you go to a religious school or religion are all inherently going to cover philosophical themes. But there's no actual structure that teaches the teachers how to teach this. Despite the fact that there's been research, especially in the past decade or two, 
into the benefit of philosophy, especially in secondary education. It's something that law schools would like to teach, but have no idea. It's something that's put on a shelf that only the elite schools can really provide to their students, which is ridiculous because philosophy is a skill that we all need for the next century. As well as that, they don't know how to teach and they don't have any of the resources either. So there's just this massive gap between like the haves and have nots. When students hear the word philosophy, immediately they can think of dry books in a bookshelf, something they roll their eyes at, something that's not for them. Philosophy, didn't we outlaw that? But it's something that we strive to prove is an everyday skill that we need to have just as a human being. Yeah, I can see how ethics and philosophy could be considered filled with landmines for teachers. At a very basic level, just explain to me this. Your platform is aimed at students or aimed at teachers or aimed at both. How does it work? Is it gamified or is it just more direct contact with more illuminating kinds of content? What is it? In a large sense, it is gamified. At the moment, we offer incursion stuff where we go into schools and actually teach philosophy to the students in a gamified way. That's quite fun. We've had really nice results with that. But as we scale up into the future, we want to basically provide this massive repository of pre-made, I guess we call them modules, that teachers can go into and go, hey, I want to teach this module that covers A, B, C, D. They get that module, they're able to teach to the class, there's resources for them, that kind of thing. So a history teacher might be able to look at the modules to do with war and political tensions, and they'll be able to borrow those specific questions and, you know, a geography teacher about environmentalism and so on. We still do want to offer the incursions, though, because they're really fun. Oh, yeah, I bet, I bet they are. Those discussions are always great fun. Tell me this. It's Daniel. I love this self-description as a philosophy nerd. That's Kai. Kai, I'm sorry. Kai, I love this self-description as a philosophy nerd. So, Daniel, are you of a similar bent or have you got different interests? Where do you lie? I'm very much cut from the same cloth as Kai is, but he's a lot more concentrated on the philosophy aspect than I am. I'd say I'm more kind of down the route of tech and political nerd than philosophy, but philosophy is what I enjoy as well. Like we still spend most of our school lunch times talking about it and doing it. And it's a lot of fun. It's a fantastic area to be in because in tech right now there are so many inherent ethical questions that flow through all of it. And uh, political questions, ethical questions, legal questions, it really is the pointy end of what technology is and how it's applied. So you are in a red hot area. Now, who's doing your tech? Who's doing the coding? We each have our very different specialties. For me, I enjoy the web development. Once the website goes open at the moment, it's if you search up terrasymposium.com, it's just going to be a link tree of all our social medias. But once it goes open, that'll be me. I'll be looking at what the user sees and all the real meaty algorithms and stuff that you don't see is what Daniel's going on so now. Kai works on making it look pretty and I work on making it work for the most part. To a certain extent, that's all me and that discounts all the work he does. But my bread and butter is more in networking, making sure everything connects together, all the flowing and engagements proper. And are you guys long-term friends or have you come together for this project? <laughs> this is a funny story. Originally, how we met was in, or can I tell? Can I tell? Yeah. yeah. Originally, it was in science class. 
And I had just gotten into the like top class and the teacher sat us in last name order. And if you notice, McCann and Morstan are right next to each other. So I, I sat next to him for quite a few lessons before I started talking to him. And he had this thing up on his laptop called uh, Symposium, which is our, our school philosophy club that Kai runs. And I was like, oh, what's that? Can I come along? And then I just bugged him relentlessly. And then Kara kind of grew from a phone call in um, lockdown where I was like, hey, I want to make a board game. But hey, this board game's getting kind of big. It's more of a tabletop game. Hey, this is kind of like a teaching unit at this point. Like, <laughs> we've just grown. Wow. Oh, that's a fantastic origin story. And we know how important origin stories are to, uh, to entrepreneurial businesses these days. Tell me, since you won that AAIA award, what's life been like? What's happened? I think it's really shifted our perspective. If ever we needed proof that this is something that people are looking for, or something that they want, you know, that's, there couldn't be a clearer signal. It is also coming at a time, as we've mentioned, that we're still in school. And so we've been working with the schools close to us, nearby us, just three or so of the schools that we know that we can prepare our content on. We can train the staff that we're beginning to hire and get all our ducks in a row so that right on 2024 will be commercially available to everyone. So at the moment, we have a lot of steam that we're trying to concentrate into a very specific direction so that what you see when eventually you hire us not next year, but the year after, is going to be a very polished and well-tested resource. Yeah, that's amazing. So my next question is, what are you going to do when you leave school? Do you head to uni? Do you have a gap year to do this stuff? Do you just eschew uni altogether and, and head off into entrepreneur land? What, what do you do? We kind of have like a two-year plan and then a longer-term 10-year plan. But the, the two-year plan is kind of get to 2024 with a completed fully written modules and computer backend design thing that works as well. And then just kind of go at it a gap year, two years. I'm, well, I'm not sure what it'll turn out to be. Kai's probably got a better idea, but just see where it goes. Kai, what do you think? Where's your head at with this? I think that I, I could spill all my thoughts, but realistically, especially in you know any startup, it changes every day. <laughs> it's a skill that we're trying to get to be able to see ahead. And as Daniel was saying, we know that we are going to have a finished product by 2024 that will be commercially available. We'll have a few more employees by then and we'll be running it. That much is for sure. Whether how many modules we have is up for debate and where we go beyond that, we're still working out. Still trying to polish the looking glass. Yeah, fair enough. Now, listen. You're talking about employees, have you raised money? When we talk about it's a business, but uh, have you done a capital raise? Have you actually employed full-time people? What's happening? So the only current full-time employees are Kai and myself. Because we don't have to pay ourselves. We don't have to pay ourselves uh, yet, which is nice. But the beauty about Terra Symposium is that it's a very low initial cost because it's just philosophy. We're, we're programming it ourselves as part of our schooling, which means that we'll have a finished product by the time that we graduate, which then means that it takes a very short amount of time to train people to deliver those workshops in the incursions at school. And then immediately we have a finished product of which schools would be paying for, of which we'll then pay the employees. We have raised like a really small amount of money to do the laser cutting and 
actual making of the stuff behind us as well as it's nice to have business stuff on the business side but because that's the only real expense that we have at the moment is web hosting and the paper that we print on and whatnot all right look I, i'm very excited for your guys future and uh, we'll certainly be watching just before i go i'm interested with terra symposium if it can have an impact what impact do you want that to be you're obviously trying to do something positive in the world but what is that positive thing that you want to see in a if things all go to plan do we tie this to the 10-year plan <laughs> yeah home because I, I i've been talking about this a lot very recently if you're up to date on social media news and tech news then you'll know what i'm talking about but I think that recently it's become clear everything that you do in your regular life really is philosophy. When you open Twitter, now you basically need a philosophy degree just to figure out what's going on because it's about whether you or not you can trust what you're hearing and whether or not something is ethically permissible. Everyday life is inherently philosophical, whether it's, as I mentioned, all the subjects that you're learning in school or whether it's a social situation of what is right and wrong. And, you know, what is the good thing to do? And if we can get our students that we do the workshops on now to recognize how to spot an ethical conundrum or an ethical dilemma and teach them how to deal with that in basic terms, things like the trolley problem or the prisoner's dilemma or the terrorist-proposing workshops, then that is a massive step forward to their future in the professional sphere of being able to address the ethical conundrums that we can't even predict yet. What is the future going to look like? We we can't know. Maybe it's the robot uprising and it's all to do with ethics in the technosphere. The best thing that we can do for today's generation is to future-proof the education to make sure that they have the philosophical inquiry skills to be able to deal with whatever's thrown at them, which is what our workshops intend to do. We don't care if they remember the words, you know, deontology, consequentialism, virtue theory, or all the ethics terms with lots of syllables. As long as they can remember how to approach conundrum or dilemma in a respectful and a Socratic philosophical way, then we know we've done our jobs properly. Oh, look, that sounds absolutely fantastic. It's been great talking to you if you want to stay updated we will be available for workshops at any school at the beginning of 2024 if you want to stay updated until then make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms run everything instagram twitter facebook and linkedin at terrace symposium and you can stay updated on all the happenings with us. Any questions, queries, concerns you want to ask us as well, our emails are available. You can book a meeting with us, talk about stuff. We'd love to talk to anybody, really, about this weird, wonderful world we've fallen into. Yeah. Okay, great. People really will be able to follow you now on uh, social media, and you'll follow them also through Innovation Oz as stories unfold. Good on you, Kai. Good on you, Daniel. See you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Commercial Disco Podcast. Please like, subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you heard us. And please visit our website, innovationoz.com, to check out our reporting on tech, innovation and public policy. You can also follow us on social media to ask us any questions or to suggest a guest for the show. Until next time, this is the Commercial Disco wishing you a great week ahead.